Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our senior pastor, Reverend Albert Feliciano Sr. Each week we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here is Pastor Albert with today's word. This morning, my my little mini sermonettes, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to do my best. Hallelujah. It's going to be entitled, The Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. We're going to read from John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. I'll give you a moment to find that in your Bible. When you have it, say amen. Hallelujah. I got one amen in the room. Hallelujah. When you have it, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. And the word of the Lord says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, And sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Mm -hmm. This command I have received from my Father. Glory to God. Saints of God, you may take your seats this morning. God bless you. I'd like to start out with a little illustration. Amen? Charlton Heston, one of my favorite actors, hallelujah, back in the day when I was a kid growing up, hallelujah. Charlton Heston was a popular actor in the second half of the 20th century. He was the lead actor in several award-winning films, The Ten Commandments, El Cid, Ben-Hur, and many others. 
During his prime in Hollywood, the Reverend Billy Graham also became a well-known preacher, evangelist, honored by all evangelical church denominations. There was one event in Washington where they were both invited to. During the event, Charlton Heston was asked to recite Psalms 23. He agreed on one condition, that the Reverend Billy Graham would recite it also immediately after him. Reverend Billy Graham agreed. And with his award-winning voice he earned that earned him millions of dollars, Charlton Heston recited Psalms 23 with emotion and enthusiasm. The applauding crowd uh, roared in a standing ovation once it was finished. Then it was Reverend Billy Graham's turn to recite the psalm. With his convincing voice that God used to earn millions of souls into the kingdom of Christ, he recited Psalm 23 in the same manner as Charlton Heston did. This time, the crowd did not applaud. The hall did not roar, and there was no standing ovation. But almost everyone had tears rolling down their cheeks. At the end of the event, a journalist approached Charlton Heston and asked him, what could have made the difference with the audience response? He politely answered, sir, I know Psalms 23 by heart, but my friend, the Reverend Billy Graham, he knows the shepherd by heart. That made the difference. Hallelujah. Saints of God, do you know the shepherd this morning? The word of the Lord says, I am known by my sheep and my sheep know my voice. Jesus is the good shepherd. There are no other good shepherds. Let me make that clear. Hallelujah. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is the anointed one. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the king of kings. He is God. Hallelujah. All by himself. There is only one good shepherd. Hallelujah. And I know that many like to refer to pastors as shepherds. But you know what? I like to refer to myself as a sheepdog. A sheepdog. Let me tell you why. Really, pastors are overseers, right? Revelations calls them the angels of the churches in Asia and all that, right? And, and, and it's okay to call a pastor a shepherd. But the reality is a, a, a pastor is a sheep just like everyone else, and he's an overseer of God's sheep. So a sheepdog, which is a border collie, they're actually one of the most intelligent in the canine world. Hallelujah. And they aim to please. The sheepdog is the most important animal to the shepherd in the flock. It sits by the master's feet waiting for instructions. And once it receives the instruction... It goes as commanded and corrals the sheep together to help bring them to either safe pasture or to drink water or even into their enclosure. It protects the sheep from the wolves and the predators. It's, uh, once the sheepdog is done with its assignment, it always returns back to the master's feet. Hallelujah. Waiting for further instruction. Pastors should be at the master's feet, waiting 
for instruction. Hallelujah. All of the sheep of God should be paying attention to the voice of the shepherd. Hallelujah. And those instructions that we're waiting for, those instructions come in our times of prayer. That's where we get the upload. Hallelujah. Many of us, uh, and I say this all the time, but it's so true. Sometimes we refer to everything else except prayer. We go to our friends. We go uh, read a book. We, we go to the Google pages. We go to Christian.com and, and HelpMeLord.com and, 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 and wherever else we go to try to find answers and solutions to our problem. And then at the very end, we say, Jesus, help. When we could have went to him first prayer should be the first response when we have a life of prayer and we're engaged with the lord the prayer life the prayer channel is always open it is the bat phone to commissioner gordon you pick up that red phone and someone answers hello how may i help you today that's our heavenly father he hearkens his ear to the prayers of the righteous and the prayers of the righteous availeth much and we need to get back into the 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 the, the habit of prayer and get back into the lifestyle of prayer fall in love with jesus all over again Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's definitely talking about you right now. Hallelujah. No question about it. Saints of God, do you know him? Do you know the good shepherd like, like Billy Graham when he read the psalm? All he did was read the word of the living God and the whole audience began to weep. Do you know him for yourself? I tell you this morning, you can't love him if you don't know him. You can't trust him if you don't know him. You can't serve him. You can't submit to him. You can't surrender to him if you don't know him. Most importantly, you cannot call him Lord if you don't know him. He can't be your Lord if you're not submitted to him, if you don't trust him, if you don't understand who he is in your life, if you don't understand his lordship and come under alignment of his lordship. It's so important. It's so critical for all of us to know Jesus Christ. And you can't know him without relationship. It's not religion. It's relationship. The, the, the good shepherd loves you so much that, like I said earlier, he came and he laid his life down for you and me because he had the power to do it and the power to take it up again. What he was doing was making a way so that you and I can be reconciled back to the Father. When in the garden, the sin separated us from the Lord. Adam walked with God in the cool of every day, but his disobedience and his lack of manhood, hallelujah, let me go there for a minute. If he would have manned up and said, Lord, I have sinned. I have done this great evil before your sight like King David, right? Uh, it was me, me alone. I did this. Lord, I take full responsibility. We'd probably still be in the garden today. Hallelujah. But Jesus, the second Adam, came and made a way so that we could be reconnected, returned, brought back into a right relationship with Father God. And it's all by way of the cross, the blood of Jesus that washes away sins, multitudes of sin. The blood has never lost its power. 
Listen, this is not about a religion. It's not about joining a church. It's about having an intimate, deep, personal relationship with your heavenly father. Amen. Amen. This word that we read spoke about a hireling. A hireling doesn't care for the sheep. He'll see the wolves. He'll see the predators. And he won't do nothing. He says, man, I don't get paid enough to do that. I don't get paid. This is a Walmart job. Walmart, forgive me if you're not liking that. Hallelujah. If you like it, pay your people more money. Hallelujah. But, but you know, we have these medium wage or, 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 or low income jobs. But, but then somebody points a gun at you and they want you to protect the store. Like, yo, dude. Yo, come on, man. You put a gun to me, I'm not saving the slushy machine. You know, keep it. You want to drink? Yeah, drink up, bro. I'll pour it for you. Here, five Right? I'm telling the truth, ain't I? Praise God. A hireling doesn't care for, for, for the place that hired him because it's just a job. And a hireling in the body of Christ doesn't care. He sees the wolves. He could care less. Because he may not know the shepherd himself and doesn't care about anything but himself or, or, or what's in it for him. But those that know the shepherd, it's a different ballgame. Those that know the shepherd, those that are safe, they are saved from the evils of this world. Let me give you a little, a little illustration here. This guy, when I, when I read this illustration, I thought it was Ironside. Remember that show back in the day, Ironside? I was like, what? What is this? But there's an actual pastor uh, that was, a, 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 I guess, a Canadian-American. And he pastored the Moody Church in Chicago. His name is Harry A. Ironside. There was an elderly man that said to Pastor Ironside, I will not go on unless I know I'm saved or else... Uh, or else I know it's hopeless to seek to be sure of it. I want a definite witness, something I can't be mistaken about. Ironside replied, suppose you had a vision of an angel who told you your sins were forgiven. Would that be enough to rest on? He says, yes, I think it would. An angel should be right. Ironside continued, but suppose on your deathbed, Satan came and said, I was that angel transformed to deceive you. What would you say then? The man was speechless. Ironside then told him that God has given us something more dependable than the voice of an angel. He has given us his son who died for our sins and has testified in his own word that if we trust him, our sins are gone. Ironside read 1 John 513. This is what it says. He said, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. Then he said, is that not enough to rest on? It is a letter from heaven expressly written to you. God's spirit uses that word to bring assurance to man's heart let me tell you saints of god you've got to know that you know that you know that you know that you are saved this morning if there's any doubt 
Before you leave this room today, we could fix that. Hallelujah. We could take care of it. But it's important that you know. Because sometimes the enemy will play tricks in your head and make you think maybe if Jesus came today, I, I don't know if I'll go. And, and you start wondering. Listen, if he resides in you, he will not forget himself. Amen. The question is, do you hear the voice of the good shepherd? Jesus said, I am known by my sheep and my sheep hear my voice. You can only hear what you are tuned into. Remember last week, for those that were here, you heard it. But, but last week I gave a, a really short illustration about a Native American Indian and a businessman walking in a metropolis. And, and the Native Indian was saying, can you hear it? Can you hear it? And what he was listening to was the sound of a cricket. And the businessman was like, I don't know how you could hear that with all these people, with all this commotion. He says, how can you hear it? And he took out change from his pocket and threw it on the floor. When the change uh, uh, started to go all crazy and the sounds of the money, everybody so says 20 people stopped and turned and looked at the coins on the floor. And the, and the American Indian said, you are only focused on what you are tuned into. Amen. And if we're tuned into money, that's what we're going to be tuned into. He said, I'm focused into nature. Therefore, he heard the cricket. But let me ask you a question. Are we tuned into the voice of our Heavenly Father? Are we tuned to the voice of God this morning? What is your focus? What voices do you hear each day when you wake up? Are you tuned into the voice of the world or the voice of the Father? God has given us discernment. He allows us to recognize the voice of God and the sound and the voices of the world. God's voice is always in line with his word. God will always lead us into paths of righteousness. And let me tell you something. God's voice isn't always accommodating. We all expect God's voice to say, Sister, brother, you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Today, I'm going to promote you at your job. We all want the good voice, hallelujah, but sometimes God's voice isn't going to accommodate our needs. Sometimes God is going to allow you to go through a little test or a little storm. Why? Because he's building up muscle, spiritual muscle and spiritual character. He's trying to get the baby phase off of you. It would be terrible if we sucked on a baby bottle as adults. It would be an awful scenario. And if I came up here and started saying, oh, hold on, let me take a drink. And I, I, I drank out of a bottle, it, it would look abnormal. Because by now, I should be ready to drink normally like an adult. But we have to grow. Praise God. Sometimes we need to be uncomfortable. Sometimes God has to turn up the heat. God's voice is going to take you sometimes places that you never thought you would be going to. And God's voice will have you say things that you never thought you would ever say. But the reality is that when you start to hear the voice of the Father, it should promote your heart with a response that you hear. I hear you, Lord. Like Eli, right? And Samuel said, Eli. Was it? No, it's Eli. It was Eli, little baby Eli. He said, it was Samuel. Hallelujah. Samuel, he said, Lord. Uh, as he says, Eli, is that you? No, no, it wasn't me. And three times he gets up. He says, listen, the next time you hear that voice, say, Lord, I hear you. Here am I. Hallelujah. That should be the response. Lord, 
I hear you. I'm ready to obey. I'm ready to get the upload. But sometimes we get that voice at 3 o'clock in the morning. That voice wakes you up at night. Hallelujah. How many had that voice? Hallelujah. It says, listen, I want you to get out, get off of your bed, go to the bathroom and wash your face because I need to talk to you right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, I love you. I'll catch you in the morning because I got to get up for work tomorrow. Lord Jesus. No, get up right now. Hallelujah. Listen, sometimes it's not going to be convenient. Sometimes it's not going to be when you want it. Sometimes you'll be at the Walmart checkout line. I don't know why I keep going to Walmart. Hallelujah. One of my favorite stores. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? We go, to, we go on vacation. We always look for the Walmart nearest, nearest, nearest the hotel. Praise God. And you know you're going to have a good vacation when there's a Walmart nearby. Because you always forget something. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me, let me get back on track. Hallelujah. I'm running out of my 15 minutes. Hallelujah. We got to make sure that God's voice, hallelujah, is very clear. Let me give you a, a, another illustration. We got to make sure that our signals are not blocked. Hallelujah. I, I'm turning a deaf ear right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our understanding and hearing of God's voice is hindered. Listen, by unaddressed sin. That's it. When there is unaddressed sin, God's voice and his direction is unrevealed. Sin creates a static on the line. Now, let me tell you, I have Dish Network at my house. Hallelujah. Thank God my sports is back. Hallelujah. Because two weeks ago, I couldn't even watch football. But hallelujah, I have Dish Network at home. I'm subscribed to a satellite that orbits around outer space. If the weather becomes rainy or stormy, my TV signal blanks out. And if bad weather persists, it literally goes to a black screen and a notification appears. Dish Network is trying to acquire signal. If you'd like to watch TV, go to your DVR. You can watch something on that. But the program that you are watching is... It's out because of the bad weather. Many Christians today are searching for a signal. They're trying to hear from God. They're trying to get the upload so they could continue back in their normal life. But the problem is the unaddressed sin is causing a block, a static in the line, a block of the signal of almighty God. And then the spirit is saying, hello, searching. Searching for signal, searching, trying to acquire the voice of God. But, but before, we got, before we can hear that, we got to address the sin in our life. Hallelujah. That disruption in the atmosphere is called sin. And in order to hear God, the voice of the good shepherd, we need to deal with the sin issues in our life. And then you'd be able to hear clearly when he comes or when he calls. And then you'll be able to come to him. Do you come to him when he calls? The Bible says many hear, but they do not do. You see, we've been getting good at faking it till we make it. Hallelujah. We hear the word. We practice listening to sermons on Sunday morning. And we even acknowledge, say, pastor, that was a good word. Hallelujah. 
And we go right back into our car and pump up the Jay-Z and all the other nonsense. And we forget all about the word. We forget about the message. And we're conditioned to hearing messages and doing nothing. Changing nothing. Doing absolutely nothing with the message. But when people talk about our church, say, man, I got a great church. Hallelujah. Well, great pastor. Great church. Great message. Ooh, I'm growing so much. Hallelujah. Do you still love me today? Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm getting into somebody's email right now. Hallelujah. I'm feeling it. Woo. Praise God. But listen, the Bible says we need to not just be hearers, but doers of the word. The Bible says, therefore, in James 1.22, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. I'm coming to my first close. Hallelujah. So, pass, so I'll give Pastor Frankie some hope. Hallelujah. God is asking us all to trust and obey the good shepherd. Isaiah 50.10, it says, who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Do you trust the Lord that knows the very deep, intimate details of your life? Do you trust the Lord that knows how many hairs are on your head? Hallelujah. And if you got a bald head, he knows how many hairs are on your body. Hallelujah. And he even numbers them. Hallelujah. He knows the, the, the world. He holds the world in the span of his hand. He holds the stars in their orbit. He tells uh, the planets where they should go. He tells the oceans, you could only go this far. The wind and the waves obey him. He loves you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. But he wants you to trust him. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. Again, we can't say we trust the Lord, but then we don't submit to his lordship. We can't cherry pick verses and then discard other verses. We can't be menu driven Christians. We can't be casual Christians, especially now in this time of peril, in this time of, of calamity and all kinds of evil on the earth. It's not time for lip service anymore, but it's time for action. I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. It's time to put up and not uh, put up or shut up, right? As they say, Matthew 18, uh, 15, 18, it says, these people draw near to me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Yes. That era is over. Hallelujah. Yes. Saints of God, we can no longer make excuses. Talk is cheap. We've got to be in it to win it. When we hear the voice of the shepherd, will we obey? Do you hear the voice of the shepherd? Many of us this morning, Genesis 27 Eight, it says, now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. How can we hear the Lord? This is my second close, friend. Hallelujah. 
How can we know him? How can we hear him? How can we come to him? Listen, this is not rocket science. You guys know how to draw near to the Lord. You don't need anybody to tell you right now. You know that if you spend time with the Lord in prayer, if you develop time in his presence, study his word, fall in love with Jesus, worship him, spend time in his presence, get to know the Father. If you do these things, and you keep the flame lit. You don't rev up the engine in the morning. You keep the engine running. Hallelujah. When you sleep at night and your head hits the pillow, I glorify you, God, for another day that you have given me. In the middle of the night when you got to wake up and go to the bathroom, on your way to the bathroom, worship God. On your way back to bed, worship God. When you get up in the morning, say, blessed be the name of the Lord. I got another day. Hallelujah. Great things he has done. My slate is clean this morning. Hallelujah. We got to keep the door open. Amen. Jesus, is he your good shepherd? Saints of God, you've got to be intentional. You've got to make him a priority. You've got to make time for the Lord. The same way you make time for your honey boo-boo. The, the way you make time to go out on date night. The, the way you make time to eat dinner or to go to your favorite restaurant or to see the latest film. Listen, we make time to do the things that we enjoy. We need to make time to be with the Father. Amen? And there are great benefits of spending time with the Lord. There are great benefits of having God and you as the majority. Hallelujah. He is my good shepherd hallelujah i'm honored to be called his sheepdog this morning hallelujah i'm honored to sit by his feet and wait for the next instruction i know that jesus christ is the lover of my soul and more importantly i know he's the lover of your soul this morning i'm going to close with psalm 23 once again and I'm going to read it again. And as you hear these words, let it bring joy to your heart in the presence of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For, your, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Saints of God, God bless you. 30 minutes. I failed again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's bow our heads this morning. I just want to say a word of prayer over the brethren and then I'll give Pastor Frankie the We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you've been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845-956-0133. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or 845-956-0133.
845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.